0: What's going on, T-Squad? It's your boy, Demetrius, and this is my fourth episode of Reality T. And as you guys know that I'm here with my fantastic co-hosts, Carmela Williams and DeAndre Jaha. But today, as you also know, that we start our episodes based on a song title. And today's title is 20-something by SZA. And I absolutely love this song. I actually cried to this song <laughs> because I am, like, so embedded in my 20s, I feel like I am doing nothing in my life. but I wanted to talk about being in your 20s and like the different aspects of how people have different lifestyles in their 20s like do they feel like they're progressing do they feel like they're stagnant do they feel like they're in a serious relationship do they feel like you should be dating do you feel like you need to be in a career do you feel like you just need to be finding yourself so everybody has a different array of things about being in their 20s so i just want everybody to just kind of give a brief insight of what they're doing in their 20s so i have two fantastic guests charles matranga and erica petway so whoever wants to introduce themselves first that would be great just give a brief like introduction of like who you are where you're from any degrees obtained schools that you went to just you know brief synopsis okay I can yeah go first.
1: I, either one
0: I, I
2: okay erica this. you go you go first
1: <laughs> okay um well my name is erica petway i am from Mobile, Alabama. I graduated from Spring Hill College with my bachelor's of science and health sciences, and I am wrapping up my internship at Baylor University for my master's in public health. Um, So right now, I'm just really consumed with finishing out this internship, and I'm currently working at AIDS Alabama South as the rural and minority outreach coordinator, and I just also started a position as an autism counselor uh, for the state. So I'm just all
2: over the place right now. That's awesome. Charles. Hey, I'm Charles Matranga. And uh, thank you for having me on. Um, I went to Spring Hill College for undergrad and I'm currently a third year law student at Ole Miss Law, law School. Um, and I'm also from Mobile, Alabama. And so I have just a few more weeks left and then be taking the Alabama bar exam in late July. And so hopefully I pass that and I'll be back in Mobile working this upcoming fall. What type of lawyer do you want to be? Um, I'm really interested in just general litigation you know, and, and all that covers basically every practice area, honestly, you know, personal injury, medical malpractice, all that kind of stuff. Um, just the traditional defense litigation um, that you think of whenever you think of lawyer, whether that's a good or a bad thing when you think of lawyer, but I <laughs> hey, what you think
3: honey, of. I see you.
2: Of, <laughs> oh no i don't know about that
0: <laughs> so um i also wanted when i really wanted to go to law school after watching how to get away with murder but i see that doesn't happen in real life
3: but why would, I was, you, why would that be the thing that convinces you to be able to miserable <laughs> the whole show
0: i literally wanted yes. to see laurel like <laughs> laurel and her eyebrows was amazing <laughs> but I, um, so Charles, you did speak about, you know, you said you went to law, you're in law school. Congratulations on that as well. And you're about to graduate. So, double congratulations. But you did talk about how you, um, you have lawyers in your family. So, you know, like you're 25 or 26.
2: Just turned 26.
0: Okay. Happy belated birthday. But, uh, you turned 26. So, you know, like, and you're 26 years. You've, Pretty much had like people who are well established in your life. So, do you feel like, you know, growing up, were you always deemed as like having that white privilege growing up, or do you feel like you were oblivious to it, or do you feel like you actually worked to get to where you are now on your own? Like, you know, in your 26 years of life, how do you feel about that?
2: I definitely. I think I've always realized, like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, maybe whenever I didn't, you know, know whether it was white privilege or any other kind of privilege, I was always, you know, grateful for everything my grandparents would do and my parents would do. I remember when I was 10 years old, I won my first little junior golf tournament. My grandfather coached me. The first thing I did was thank him. You know, like I won this big tournament. Like I just, you know, really really recognized the, you know, how blessed I was and how lucky I was to be where I am. Um, but I think certainly in my path, um, I have had access to this generational knowledge and this, you know, with my grandparents um, and their resources, able to give me, you know, tutors and you know, advice and being able to go to Spring Hill College. Um, I think certainly I have had access to a lot of resources that others certainly haven't had. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's I feel like some people are resistant to saying that because I know when you texted me, it says my internet's unstable, but um, I know when you text me, it paid for you. Um, and I think that a lot of people see that. Is it paid for you? And they have this reactionary, no, it wasn't paid for me. I worked, you know, I, I did what I did. You know, no one gave it to me, but I think that um, most people need to realize that, I mean, for me, I had access to this knowledge. I knew what I needed to do to get to law school. Uh, I knew what law schools were good or bad. I knew what grades I needed. I knew um, what tutoring sources I needed, and my grandparents were able to provide it for me. Um, So I think that I certainly was in a position um, that helped me succeed to where my only struggles were studying for the LSAT and studying. With school. Those are my only real struggles um, that were mine personally. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I definitely came from a position um of privilege to, you know monetarily and through a lack of um racial challenges for me, certainly. Um so I've always I've always definitely recognized that. And I think that um, it's definitely attributed to where I am now.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have an upper hand. Uh, other people just having that lifestyle. Do you feel like you're gonna be able to get a job easily because of your family and you know growing up?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I say it's, it's interesting getting to law school and realizing how many people had that similar um, experiences. You know, all these people who come from a family of lawyers and come from, um, you know, these these big shot families who were able to get them into law school, or, or you know, not, not 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 like that. You know, not you know in a malicious way, but, you know, help get them there, um, help guide them there in a way that others don't have. Um, but certainly I think having a lot of lawyers in my family, especially in a small town like Mobile, it's, it's a huge leg up. It's such a fraternity in and of itself in, in the law community, you know, a lot of people know each other, judge, know everything. This is definitely a, a career for me that benefits from having people in your family that have done it before that have this generational, you know, knowledge to pass down to you. Um, Yes, certainly in the law field.
3: I have a question. I don't know much about uh, law school demographics. I don't know a ton of people uh, in law school, maybe like two or three. Is it really homogenous or is it more diversified now
2: than it was 20 years ago? You know, I don't know exactly how it was 20 years ago. I imagine it has gotten slightly better, but I, I can say from where I am now, I mean, I'm at Ole Miss Law School. I can't say, Carmela, to answer your question, it definitely is still very homogenous, and I know that Ole Miss has tried its best, and a lot of schools have, to try um, to alleviate that. Um, And a lot of organizations on campus do their best, too, as well, to try and uh, increase membership in all these different clubs and organizations. Um, But it definitely still has, I don't know about other schools, you know, especially in the Northeast or on the West Coast, I don't know if they've, what their demographics look like. Um, But I, I can say that from 20 years ago, from what I've would I my limited knowledge on it is it has improved but you know not nearly enough you know by anyone's standards I think
0: so um this is for everybody do you feel like since we're all in well Erica how old are you 29
1: 29
0: Carmela
3: 26
0: and Didi 25 okay I'm 25 too so like everybody collectively do you feel like you're in your, we're all in our 20s. Do you feel like that you're somewhere right now where you expect to be in your 20s? Or do you feel like you're still like growing in your 20s?
3: I think that that's a really loaded question. <laughs> so many different avenues to talk about. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say that I've struggled with since, like, literally since I hit the age of 20 is it's it's hard, particularly as a woman. I don't know if men have the same experience, but it's really difficult to decipher what are your expectations for yourself and what are society's expectations for you and like tell the difference between the two.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, it's like, it's like when you like wake up in the morning and you might still be dreaming, but you might not still be dreaming. And then you're like, oh, is this a dream or is this real life? It's kind of like that because is it, is it society's expectations that I'd be married by 30 or is it my expectations that I'd be married by 30? You know, I think in in the sense that I have my own place, I have a college degree, I have a stable career. Yeah, I am where I thought I would be, but in a lot of ways, I didn't think that I would feel this young. I, I always thought that 26 was like older, like very adult. And I don't feel at all like an adult.
0: Well, it's funny that you say getting married because Charles and Erica are actually, like, practically engaged. So, <laughs> so like... Oh, yeah. No, they're not dating. No, they're not dating. But uh, They're not dating each other, but they're, <laughs> they're dating, dating other people. Dating other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're, like, in serious relationships, and I think for myself, like, you know, I want to be in a serious relationship, but then I also talk to my other friends, and they're like, we're only like 25, 26, like you can be dating, but it's like, that gets tiring. You know, you want to come, I wouldn't say come home, but you want to be able to like talk to somebody every day or like every night to know like, you know, hey, like this one person is very special to me and that we're building something together. So I think it's interesting that Erica and Charles are like practically like engaged and about to like get married sooner or later.
1: (laughs) I'm laughing because the i'm 26 and it's tiring and i'm ready to be in a relationship i didn't feel that way when i was 26 when i was 26 i was like what's up street somewhere this weekend. now i i'm very happy where i am in my relationship now and you know we are heading in the direction of being engaged and getting married and i wouldn't trade that for the world but when i hear people say um like they want a relationship I get that because everyone wants to feel loved but also enjoy your singleness It's (laughs) lit.
3: like (laughs) I I can't relate with the whole like I just want somebody to come home to in in my personal opinion that kind of stresses me out makes me feel a little stuffy you know
4: (laughs) I don't know I relate to Demetrius because I'm kind of the same way like I'm like I'm on a relationship like I want to settle down but it's in a way like I want to build with somebody like you know Um, like I want to share my successes with somebody and see us like build it from the ground up together. But at the same time, like I'm gonna go with the flow type of person. Like I'm also not gonna go seek it. So, um, streets, what's up? Like, (laughs) because I mean, you know, it's it ain't coming to find me, and you know, it don't seem like
2: it's it's nowhere
4: near in the future. So I'm just really just chilling, and it'll you know it'll come when it comes.
0: But when you guys say streets, what's up? Or you know, like you want something to build off of is it like a personal thing or is it like other people do you feel like when you were 26 Eric, you said streets what's up and Didi, you saying like streets what's up but is that like you feel like you personally want to be in the streets or do you think that everybody else is putting you in the streets so <laughs> no,
4: that's, what I, that's what I'm saying I don't think you know everybody else not putting me in the streets but I, I won't settle like you know and um so it's just like a thing like I said like love is not finding me a relationship is not finding me so until then I'll be in the streets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I'll be having my fun until then but you know once the right person come around then you know we can make some shake but hey
3: how I feel about it you <laughs> you know. I agree with everything you just said Didi though yeah. like on like a very just like on, on just a human level everybody wants that person that right. understands them and sees them and listens to them like that type of thing like I think we all want that eventually right.
0: but Erica but- has that person but it's so funny because we were talking about this way before like when she first met him it was all these like oh my gosh I don't know a friend I don't know like I don't know friend and now all of a sudden it's like I love him. I love him. him. Like he coming home to me, and it's just it's so funny. Like to think, like how that changed in the span of like what three years?
1: No, that with him moved kind of quickly. Um, it might have been like a year with mm-hmm. him of him asking me out, and I was like, no, because then again, I was choosing the streets. Like I wanted the mm-hmm. streets. So he was like, I want a relationship, and I was like, I'm not ready. I don't want it. And then one day I woke up and I was like, Are these feelings? Like, do I want to? be in a relationship I think I do and then it was just like okay I want to be in a relationship like oh my god I love him <laughs> it just happened fast.
0: how did you meet him
1: uh, we actually went to high school together but we kind of ran with different circles so we knew of each other but we never really sat down and had a conversation and then of course social media this generation social media is how a lot of people meet so he kind of hit me up and I was like I'm not going gonna date with you <laughs> I'm not doing it. And then he just kept asking. And then finally I was like, sure. I think it was my birthday. He was like, well, what are you doing for your birthday? And I didn't have plans. I was just gonna go with the flow. And I was like, sure, you can take me to dinner. And he ended up sending flowers and balloons to my job that day. Um, we went to have Mexican and he had me like a load of gifts. And I was like, okay, I like this so after that then I was like okay more openly ready to go on dates with him and I got to know him and I was like I really like him
0: what about you Charles I mean like we all you know of course we're all African-American so like you know what's the scene like the dating scene like well, oh well Carmela should know too I mean you know she's a expert <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like you know Charles like you said you know you're about to like do you think you're going to propose or like or you not want to say kind of like a surprise type thing like where like, how did you meet her and like what age did you meet her at do you feel like you know you're in a good space right now at 26 to
2: get married well I met my girlfriend at Spring Hill College um that's my junior I think it was, my senior. It was my senior year um and you know we've been together four years now, but we're both, um, you know, graduate schools. So I'm in law school, and she's in med school. Um, and we've talked about it. You know, we're definitely been very you know, straightforward as to our goals. Um, you know, fortunately with you know med school how that works, and you know her her career can take her um a lot of different places. Um, with how they match and go to different residencies and stuff like that. So, um, I think what we both saw is more stability in our professionalized finally to where we aren't doing long distance. We aren't in separate schools and we can finally, you know, be in one place, um, and kind of have our careers nailed down, um, had that stability first. Which we've talked about, uh, that's what we've personally saw and other, you know, other people, it's, it's just different. Absolutely. Um, but for us, I think that was our main goal. That's kind of the steps we've laid out. Um, you know, have get, get in one place, you know, then marriage and talk about, um, whatever's next. Um, but yeah, different people, you know, it's, it's interesting hearing, you know, I, and I, I wouldn't in any way be an expert on any dating scenes, especially. <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of lucked into my relationship for sure. Um, I'm surprised she is with me at all. And so it's just, you know, not really uh, <laughs> for me to say. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting what Camila was saying, you know, how she is in a spot, you know, very, very secure, very uh, you know, you know, finance, finance is stable and you know, you're very stable. We you get your degree. You're very happy. But then all of a sudden you still wake up and you're like, why am I, why do I feel like, you know, I, I'm missing something. Why, why do I feel like I'm falling behind? Um, and I think that's just a perpetual feeling that maybe a lot of people have felt, um, you know, me, me, especially, cause I'm still in school. And so I see these social media posts on people with their second kid and their new car and their new house. And they and, and I'm just, I feel like I'm still at the starting line because a lot of people are like, Oh, they finished school then you're going and it's like a race you got to get you know wife house kids and that's the whole you know classic american dream kind of feel but it's just i still i think social media has definitely made it hard for me to see these people you know living great lives but i just feel like i'm still stuck at the starting line with the whole thing
3: well like social media like what i was the point i was going to make was just like people in their 20s specifically like it's really you know, important that this is called 20 something, because I feel like this is a really 20 something problem, not understanding how much goes into a healthy relationship. Like, I think that's like why I'm like, okay, well, if the streets are calling, I'm going to answer because like a healthy relationship takes so much work, like not just with the other person though, Mm -hmm. like within yourself, it takes so much work. Like when you have the instinct to just shut down in a conversation, you can't shut down. You have to open back up and things like that. And I just feel like if you're not ready to do that, then you just probably need to stay single because putting somebody through hell because you don't know how to how to be transparent or something like that, which is the problem I see in a lot of people our age. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. And I also think it takes balance as well. We don't think about that
4: because I know like personally when I'm in a relationship, like a lot of like, um, things that I want to do and, like, my goals and stuff like that, I let them, like, fall to the wayside, like, you know? So you got to have, like, balance when you're in a relationship, like, so, you know, it, it isn't something that you really need to rush into, especially if you're still finding yourself, because you need to take that time alone. Like, you you really don't need to do it with anybody else, because if you're still figuring out or if you're still trying to achieve something and you notice that when you're in a relationship, you you start getting distracted and you need to be alone. Mm-hmm.
3: But social media, like social, Charles, what you said about the comparison, like that is, I think, the biggest struggle for millennials. We ain't even gonna talk about Gen Z because they're on a whole nother level. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the
0: podcast.
3: I do agree.
1: (laughs) For me, I recommend that our entire generation just like take breaks. Like I deleted my social media apps yesterday because I was like, I'm starting to do that again. Mm-mm. I'm not doing that right now. So you yeah. just have to, You, I've learned that when you compare your lives to people and you feel that brush filling, but then you think about, well, what's in their background? This is what they're showing us, but what is the reality of this? like, oh, they just bought a house, but they may have emptied their bank account and have no idea how they're going to make that mortgage the next three months. Or, okay, we just had a kid. Well, maybe they weren't financially ready. the baby or really mentally ready to have a child or getting married and then a year or two later they're divorced because they weren't ready so I just say people this is the 29 year old Erica speaking because Mm -hmm. I'm about to be 30 so now I'm just like yeah the 20s they were cool but I'm ready to see what 30 what's going on with 30. I feel like
3: the 30s are just like the best decade of your life (laughs) like I am I've been looking forward to 30 since I was like 13 (laughs) so the fact that I'm almost there I feel very much in my element but I want to say I'm a social media manager I can't delete my social media (laughs) it's literally my job
1: well that makes sense (laughs) but I mean I guess you can in some sense block out some of the things you know or reframe your thoughts to let me not think negatively about this let me try to find a positive spin on it Um, but for me I don't I'm not so I will delete it quickly like that I'm just like I need to protect my peace Mm -hmm. and know that my life is different from everyone else's like hearing how Charles began with his family um of lawyers. I don't have anyone in my family that's a lawyer, um, a doctor a therapist. Like I am getting it from the mud type of thing. So for me, it's constantly saying my journey was different from someone else's. So, so be happy with where you are right now and then just grow in that.
3: Yeah.
1: And exactly like
0: think- right. mm-hmm. I would say really- um I would say that too about how Charles was like he um I asked him about the privilege thing I wouldn't necessarily say I was wasn't privileged but I did like he said like I had I was very blessed like you know when I was younger I went to really good schools you know I had both my mom and dad I had grandparents like my mom's parents granddad grandma my dad mom like you know my dad's mom was a school teacher so I went to like schools I got into like IB and AP and I didn't I didn't even you know I didn't even like apply to them. I wasn't even in the district for Murphy. Like she just talked to people there and got me in and um, went to good schools and went to all these different things, had everything, got everything I wanted. Like I still do, but it's just kind of like, you know, I have a sister who's a lawyer and I have people who are, you know, doctors like my aunt's a psychiatrist at the VA aunt and uncle, my other aunt is a nurse administrator, children and women. So it's like, I was always blessed to have those certain things, but it's also kind of like, I still feel like I'm getting it for myself, like getting it from the mud myself too. Like, I don't ask for handouts. It's just kind of like, you know, I went to nursing school. I did this, like I've got two degrees. I still want to do other things. That's why I made this podcast. That's why I'm trying to do different avenues on, you know, entertainment because I think that's my I think that's my calling. So I'm doing that on my own. I don't have anybody here to help me do that, you know. So I understand right. both ways of being privileged and getting it on my own. Fun fact, right. right. Everybody got a different path.
4: <laughs> I think that um and a lot of time I feel like social media present like unrealistic expectations as well. So that's why I always understand like everybody's journey is different. Like my journey is gonna be different. Like, you know, so I look at these people just like Charles was saying, you know, they got, oh, they own a second child or you know, they just bought a house or whatever. Like personally, I don't even want to be a homeowner right now. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's situation is different. Um and also, I mean, you don't know what they did to get it. Like, these folks scamming these days. Like, they ain't even work for it. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you just can't be on the outside looking in. Like, sometimes, because it you really be unrealistic expectations. Like, for real. And
3: I have a question for the, for the group. Do y'all feel like 20s, in general, do y'all feel like the 20s is too young to have kids?
0: Yes and no.
1: I think it's a great yeah. thing. It, it's, you know, unique to everyone
4: yeah true I feel like personally I'm too young just you know it's kind of unique to your situation because of what I want to do like I want to travel and I want to you know like I'm single no kids like I can just up and go when I want to like I'm thinking about relocating okay, right now if I had kids I won't be able to do that so you know it's just I guess a personal option I feel like I'm mature enough to have kids right now but what I'm trying to do no
0: I feel like that too I feel like I can take care of a child but like that's like emotionally but financially stuff like that I don't think I'm there yet you know like I want to be able to provide that baby a house you know you know give them what I had like when I was growing up like I went to Disney World every spring break. I had all these different things I did. I gave them, I had all video games, clothes, whatever. Like, I want to give them that. I don't think I'm able to give them that yet. But I can give them love. I can cry with them. They crying because they're hungry. I'm, hum- I'm hungry too, baby. Let's cry together. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I want some wings too. But it's just like, I can give you that, but I can't give you the new PS5. I can't do that. Right. right.
3: Yeah. It's, it's the finances for me. Like, that's that's the thing that I'm like, I can't see how anybody in their 20s could afford a kid like because I see people people that I'm close to struggling hard because they just never had the time to build up that financial base exactly like, and that's what's a lot of me when it comes to having kids when you're this young
4: yeah like it really like having kids is not you know a game like for real it really can't stop you from doing stuff that you always want to do stop you from like accomplishing things that you had in mind and stuff like that Charles,
2: do you want kids? Oh, yeah. Eventually. For <laughs> sure. The operative
0: word being eventually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Heavy on eventually. <laughs>
0: Erica, are you working to have a kid?
1: I mean, I'm still young. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> yes. But the streets are not calling no more. They're the not calling
1: me, but me. I mean, the the trips are calling.
0: <laughs> the yes. beach is calling, darling. I mean, you're saying the truth are calling, Erica, but still, like, which, I mean, you. but technically women have a biological clock, so don't you feel like you kind of should have a baby? Not necessarily now or tomorrow, but, you know, pretty soon. I mean,
1: before 35, maybe. <laughs> like, that's my goal. I, I, I won't really say goal, because if it doesn't happen before 35, it doesn't happen. But before 35 would be great, but just not right now. Just not 30 or 31. I
3: just feel like <laughs> people are like freezing their eggs, like having babies when they're 50. life expectancy right. is like 35 at this point. Like, right. I've got time.
0: Right. I
1: used to I used to when I was younger, I, I really did used to put a time limit on myself, like, okay, I need to get married. I need to have children. I need to graduate. I need to get a job. Now I just don't. Like I'm just not doing that to myself.
0: And you say graduate. Um quick change of the topic, you know, like Charles and you, you know, Charles getting his law degree and you're getting your master's. Congratulations again, but I want to get a master's. Like, I feel like I need to get back in school, get a master's. I haven't, I have two bachelors, but I want to get a master's. You know, I feel like, and I always tell, tell people this too, like Spring Hill, I had the best experience there, like on campus living there, but I feel like my degree I really didn't do too much with, and then now I'm at University of Mobile, and I have a degree that I can do a lot with, but I didn't have a good college experience, but it's like, kind of, I want to get a master's, but it's also kind of like, do I want to get a master's in public health or in business? Because like I said, I want to have like a business one day, but it's like, do I want to do public health because I want to help the community, or do I want to just get a master's in education because I want to teach I want to be a professor one day when I get older so it's like I'm still trying to figure out in that aspect also in my life in my 20s of like what I want to do career-wise
4: right and I'm in the same predicament Demetrius like I really want to get my master's I already have my bachelor's and it's but I don't want to waste my time either like you know like I think with myself I want to do so much so like that's the bad thing like I want to do so much that I can't I can't put my focus towards one thing. Like, I'm like, oh, I want to be a tattoo artist and I'm to cut hair. and I'm going to go back and get my master's. And, you, you know, that, I want to do this. You know, like, it's, it's too much that I want to do. And it's like, I really just got to narrow down, I guess, what I want to do. Um, so, but school is really not it. But you but don't- it's an option. It's an option, but it's not it for real. For real.
3: <laughs> I feel so strongly that that's the difference between millennials and boomers. You don't have to narrow it down. You don't have to do just one thing. You don't have to stay at a company for thirty years and then retire at sixty-five. Like, that's the difference between generations. You really can be a tattoo artist for three years and then be like, oh fuck it, I'm just gonna go get my master's now. And then, and then what? You'll be like what, twenty-eight by then?
4: (laughs) The problem is, the problem is, I'm a Virgo. So if I'm gonna be a tattoo artist, you better believe I'm gonna be the best. (laughs) <laughs> tattoo artist you ever seen you get what I'm saying so like I don't get
3: real fixated <laughs> yeah like
4: so that's my problem like I want to be a perfectionist at everything I do like I want to do I want to be the best at it so I can't I can't be a tattoo artist because then you know I'm going to use all my time and do that like <laughs> so yeah
0: I don't know it's just always been so hard for me to just like I say narrow it down even with like going back to the kid situation like I want kids and but it's like I'm not even dating somebody. And I also feel pressured by my mom too. Like, yeah, I'm 25 and she's like, We are you gonna bring somebody home, we are you gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And it's like talking to my mom and my dad. Well, my mom is like settle down and get with somebody now. And my dad is like, Oh, you know. Take your time. You ain't ready for no chick. You ain't ready for no, no no uh child. You ain't got you ain't got no money. And he not. I damn sure ain't got no money. <laughs> like, yes. so what is he talking about, mama? How do you know? Like, my mama want me to my mama think because she's so, I wouldn't say pretentious, but she's very uppity. She like wants to walk around in Fendi and Chanel and it's like, we got it like this. And yeah, we we do well, but it's like.
3: I'm not
0: ready. I, I, can't, I, know. I, I, can't, I can't give baby Demetrius Chanel. <laughs> Demetrius still wants Chanel. <laughs> like, I don't oh, want I to give this Chanel up. Your mama's got a connection.
1: They, can, they can, do. Yeah. That meme that uh, says, but do you have grandkids' money? Right. Like,
4: why do you have to? I'm gonna babysit you grandkids right.
0: when I go when I when I'm in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because okay, don't get mad at me when I want to go to Dubai and you got to okay, take care of me. You're
2: gonna always be babysitting.
4: Okay, <laughs>
0: Charles, do you feel like you know in your 20s and being, um, just being in your 20s and being like. How you rate how you grew up and stuff like that? Do you feel like it's always based on economic wise, or do you feel like you need to be just like do you do you look at I need to be economically sufficient, or do I just want to be like
2: happy with my own life? Yeah, it's 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 funny with that question because I think that my my parents both kind of split on that. You know, I'd have my dad whenever I'm in high school stuff like that. He's like, "Oh, what do you want? You know, majoring. What do you want to do this?" Need tell me all these careers are like, oh, you know, dentists make this much money, you know, pharmacists make this much money, you know, he really wants me to be financially secure and financially, you know, happy, and you know, he, he wants that for the, you know, for me, but my mom was like, well, what do you want, you know, what do you, what do you like to do, what do you, you don't really care about what career does most kind of, you know, the best money, and so um, I think fortunately I was able to combine those two, and you know, combine it into something that I like, and that fortunately, you know, is was able to provide financially for me, um, you know, and for my future family. And I think that, um, like you said, Demetrius, I don't want like my kids to want for anything. Like, I don't want them not, I don't want to have to forgo braces or volleyball lessons. You know, I don't want, I don't want to have to make those choices, you know, one or the other, I, I really want to be in a position, you know, for me personally, I, I don't knock on anyone who has kids at any other time, but, you know, for me, I want to be in a position to where I know I can give them, you know, more than just the bare minimum, what they want, you know, also, and just for me, like with kids you know, once you have kids, that's, you know, focusing just on you is impossible. Like that is never again a thing. You always well, You have a job, your significant other, um, you know, all these other family, all these other outside forces that you just are never able to devote a hundred percent of your time and thought to yourself ever again. And it's just, you know, for me personally, I want to be in a position where I can, you know, at least for my twenties, that's kind of my goal, you know, devote time to myself and what I want. Um, and you know talk you know from what y'all said too i think that there's definitely this now or never mentality um for people in your 20s that you know i can't i have to go back if i'm going back to school i gotta do it now you know if i if i want to have kids i gotta do it now i can't wait till i'm you know 30 35 all this kind of stuff to where um I, i i find myself thinking that at times and that's just a faulty thinking it's not true you know it's just there's you have all the time in the world you know you have those um I love that meme that circulates around that's talking about, you know, Oprah didn't get her show until she was like 35 or something like that. You know, all these like Walt Disney didn't successfully sell a cartoon until he was in his 30s or 40s. All these kind of, you know, inspirational things to where like life doesn't, you know, your ability to build a life doesn't end at 30. You know, it's you're you can do whatever you want at any time. Um, So I think that for me personally, I definitely, um, I've tried not to fall in that trap of now or never. I need to have everything figured out by 30. If I want kids, I need to do it now. You know, I need to either choose kids or if I want to go back to school or if I want to start this new career in a new city, I got to choose that now and then never look back. And that's just not, it's a stressful way of thinking for sure. And I think that all of us have you know, at some point kind of thought that way.
0: Real quick before you say something, Carmela, that was such a good phrase to say, like now and never. Like that's literally how I think. It's like, I need to go back to school now or I put go to school now and get my career started, then get kids. Then it's like, I got to think about my partner, you know, she may want to do like a biological clock thing. Like she want to get it before that. Then it's like, do I do kids? Or do I do school? Then it's like, you know, do I want to travel and then have kids? Or do I want to travel and then like get stuff out the way then go to school? It's like, I don't want to like keep choosing what I want to do next. Like mm-hmm. I kind of, I and I'm, I'm a big spiritual person. I believe in God. And stuff like that. So I'm always like, when, you know, when, you know, it's my season, like, you know, it's going to be this and that, but it's like, kind of like, when is my season though? Like, when should I, when, when am I going to get that? Like that knock across, knock across the head. Like, okay, it's time to do this. You know?
3: I think that when you're young, it's really easy to fall into the now or never because you don't really have a good concept of time and how long time is and how dense time is, you know, like that's when teenagers go through like a heartbreak, at 15 or whatever, and they think, oh my God, this is the worst pain I'm ever gonna experience in my life. My world is over. And then by the time you're 25, you're like, I've been through way worse than that. And I came out just fine. And I think that's why Erica, she's like, you know, now she's 29 and she used to stress herself out when she was younger thinking she had to do everything right then and the older she gets, the more she realizes, wow, I really do have so much time. Cause like nine years have passed since I thought that and I'm still young as hell.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think that young people, is. I'm speaking in, from personal experience, I think that the younger you are, the more, the less you understand how much farther you have to go and how much time you're actually working with here. It's like, my mama is, she'll be 51 this year. And she's like, 26, girl, please. Like, that was, like, you have no idea how much more time you have to figure this shit
0: out. All right.
4: You are. Right. I think that sometimes, like, what I do is, like, I know I have time to figure it out, which is why I'm really living it up right now in my 20s. Um, you know, I'm, like, one of those people who go out every single weekend. I travel every chance I get. Like, but sometimes, like, I stress myself out because I feel like I'm not saving enough and I'm not building that foundation. Um, so I don't know, like, that's what kind of, like, worries me. I feel like I'm living it up a little bit too much. Like, I feel like, okay, girl, you need to be saving. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you trying to go on trips, Yeah, You need to be putting that in the savings account or, you know, whatever. I don't
3: know. Um, um,
4: mm-hmm.
3: Do you guys have 401ks or are you investing in anything?
0: I am.
3: Yeah.
1: So I have um, a 401k from when I was working at Dillard's. And it's just building off of the interest, but it's not, I can't put anything else in it. But I have been thinking about investing in something, just not sure what yet.
3: I just wanted to say for people in their 20s, I think a really good thing is Acorns. I don't know if you guys do Acorns, um, but it's an app co-founded by Ashton Kutcher. Not that that matters. I just thought I would name drop, but <laughs> um So basically what it is, is it take it, you link your debit card to it or your credit card or whatever card you want to link to it and it, and it invests your spare change. So like if you spend a dollar 50, it'll round it up to $2 and invest that 50 cents for you. And it just invests your spare change. You can set, you know, like recurring things you pay into it each month. Like if you want to invest your spare change and drop $5 into it each month. And it just, um, you can choose different portfolios from conservative to aggressive, and it's just a really good way to build money in the background without even thinking about it. I mean, I've had my acorns going consistently for about a year and I've already got about $593 saved up building, investing just out there. And so if you're not in the position to put away 20 or $30 per paycheck, I think that acorns is really good for people our age because you have a lot of time to build a lot of money.
0: That's a good, huh? good tip. hmm I just, the, excuse me, I just think like, you know, being in your 20s is just such a hard, you know, it's just, it's not really hard. I think we make it hard. I think we put too much pressure on ourselves in our 20s. I think we always try to be, you know, the best that we can be. And then we have those moments where we can kind of be like, oh, you know, I'm only 20 something like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have time. We battle between that. It's like, I do that. I did it yesterday, actually. Like, I was talking to like my best friend, like, I want to, you know, um, we we want, like, he's going to PA school, and, like, you know, when I get older, get a master's and stuff like that, we want to open up a clinic. We want to do things like that. I want to, I was talking to Erica one day about the thing that, um, that I wanted to produce and stuff like that, and she was going to be a part of, and it's, like, I want to, I want to do that, and it's, like, I don't want to be 40 years old, 50 years old, starting a clinic and being on this like thing that I want to produce because that's not the basis of the show, like a basis of what I want to do. But definitely the clinic, I want to be older when I do it. I don't want to be 40, 50 something still trying to do it. Like I want to kind of go ahead and already have it done. But then again, it's like, who cares if you're 40, 45, still trying to open the thing, like as long as you get it done type thing. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot
4: of pressure for real.
3: I think age limits are very much like a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you know, like he was talking about, like when Oprah was 23, she was getting fired. Like imagine firing Oprah, but like
0: uh,
3: the Mm -hmm. colonel from KFC didn't even come up with the idea for KFC until he was 70. Like, (laughs) I think that age limits, I think that they, they, they make life smaller than it actually is in
0: my opinion yeah the things that you guys want to do like that you've thought about in your 20s like business wise or whatever like in your future like have you thought about things that you want to do for yourself or your, for your family mm-hmm. like do you feel like that you're making strides to get there or do you feel like you're still are you are you feel like you're making strides to get there or do you feel like you have not made any strides to get there yeah I definitely diff-
1: Feel like I'm making some strides to get there am I where I ultimately want to be mm-hmm. No, but I'm making this I'm, I'm not where I was last year or the year before I've made strides so I'm just kind of congratulating myself for that and trying not to be so hard on myself because again like where I started and where I am now big difference
3: what's life. your personal definition of success for yourself
1: so my personal definition of success it, it kind of goes a couple of different ways so i want to be financially stable of course like say, success for me will be oh i can buy this and i have to think oh wait when is my car note due right and then be just being fulfilled and feeling like oh this is my purpose and this is what i'm doing so the two there, just trying to mesh those in together
2: okay what about you charles I completely agree you know just being able to not have to have constantly worry about finances and but you know like I said about my parents is this the comp, combining their two points of the world you know always being financially secure and financially happy and then but also I gotta enjoy you know the successes of my job and what I do there um, th- then again too the, the third thing for me is you know I also want keep up with all my friends and I want to you know be able to participate in the future you know my kids like little league stuff and like I really want I think I'll find most of my happiness I want to find my happiness in my job um but I think I'm going to find most of it you know outside outside of that and I need to try and find a balance you know whether it's through opening up my own practice so I can control my own hours and you kind of balance my own life you know that's another thing that's you know that could be when I'm 30 40 or 50 you know kind of balancing that out um you know what that looks like way down the line um but I think finding family and friends for me has just always been you know like I said I've always just had this feeling of being blessed to be around family I've loved every holiday you know catching up with my whole family um you know love reminiscing with friends you know about college and stuff like that so I think that I find most of my joy through those relationships and I'm really interested to see once I enter the workforce how I balance that you know because I've just been in school for the past seven years and so it's that's kind of my next stressor, you know, how am I going to hold on to, to this close relationships in a career, especially as a lawyer that can be very grueling and demanding um, while rewarding, but also kind of keeps you away from other things that you enjoy at times.
0: So um, your question, Carmela, I think for success for me is definitely having multiple streams of income Mm-hmm. But, and also still being financially stable like having like I think for me like I want to do two major like two jobs where I like have to go into like medical field wise and like say becoming a professor like I would do that like go physically into the classroom and teach and going into the hospital and working but then I also like I want to have a clinic and like I don't have to be there every day but it's still running you know by the people who are there whatever who I put into to run it I want to you know being entertainment. Like, I want to do this. I want to do, like, I want to be on TV. Like, I want to do a lot of things. And I think I have such a big gun hole thing about being on TV and being on somewhere. Cause I feel like, not that I want to talk and like showcase that I'm crazy and funny, but it's like, I want to be, be relatable to people. I feel like, I'm in an age range now where I can relate to a lot of people. Like, you know, I grew up, we all grew up in the South, like, you know, being a black guy in the South, like going to PWIs, you know, I may have dealt with racism and I didn't know it, but now like growing up, I dealt, like I can talk about it now or talk about having a Southern family style, like mom, traditional mom, dad, like taking care of me, doing stuff like things that you don't really see in a. Well, a, people don't see in a black guy's household because they always think like they only have one parent and stuff like that. I wanna be somebody that they can like relate to and I can tell a story to. So I'm so gone hard on being on TV. I think that's my biggest, biggest success for me is to do that. And I feel like if I even make it on any show like I'll be perfectly fine with that. And I think that's a big problem for me too because I don't, um, I, I'm so targeted on that that I don't see a lot of other things also.
3: Well, just knowing you for as long as I've known you, I think that is I think that you're a very relationship centered person. Like mm-hmm. everything that you just said is very people focused. Mm-hmm. And I think that just as long as you maintain that foundation of person-centered working with others, like leading from the heart, I think you'll be fine like no
0: matter what you do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
3: Indeed,
4: um, but, you know. Right. So me personally, my definition of success is literally just being financially stable um, and not having to work a nine to five. So um, if I'm working a nine to five for the rest of my life, I'm miserable. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really just want to be wealthy. I want to have a lot of money and I want it to be passive income for real. That's my end goal. Like I don't want to go to work every day. Like I plan on just like pretty much working my ass off until I'm able to invest my money and have some passive income and just travel the world and just live my life and be happy. Um, And just as far as like me making strides to get there, I I mean, I think so. You know, I made more money than I made last year and then next year I'll be making more money as well. Um, So, you know, and just like I always say, I literally don't know what I want to do, and that's because I don't want to work a non five. So, like, when I talk about going back to school, that's an option to make more money. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I talk about being a tattoo artist, I mean, it would be fun, but that's an option to make more money. Would I want to do tattoos every day? No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm, I'm literally just going with the flow. Um, I recently just got a new opportunity that literally would, like, require me to, like, move to Cincinnati from Alabama, and that would be, like, huge, but I'm literally it would put me in a a better position to make more money so I'm literally just that's that's my only goal is to make more
0: money Mm -hmm. do you feel like us being in our 20s that we always only focus on money like we only focus on money and love do you feel like we don't focus on anything else in our 20s but money love and maybe like traveling I think that's like do you feel like that's the biggest three things that people in their 20s think about
1: I think that's fair to say. Most of my twenties were spent thinking about that. Definitely. Yeah.
3: Definitely. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would say, um, I would say that, like, for I, this is going along with your question, Demetrius. I'm not just skimming over your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, I would say that. Uh, I have two definitions of success. One is like generational wealth. Like that's a really big thing in my family. We really don't want to be broke. Not just now, but talking about like five generations from now, like we are trying really hard to like invest or get some assets under our belts. Like we're going to start a family savings account this month. And like like generational wealth is a big goal for us because we don't ever want the kids of the family to worry about how am I going to go to college? How am I going to go on this field trip to Washington DC that costs $4,000? Um, so you, we don't want them to miss out on that. But I think another definition of success for me is to have a healthy romantic relationship in my life because I think that that would be like breaking a generational curse within my family because personally, there are a lot of unhealthy relationships in my family historically. And I think someone, and I think like people breaking out of that mold and engaging in healthy relationships that children can see and model after would be huge for my family, like a huge reset. And so eventually I do, I think, I do want that. That would be, that would make me feel successful. That and having the wardrobe of my dreams because I am a material, <laughs> I'm not even
0: online. <laughs> that's a good, that's the, um, the love thing. That was really good. I wanted to like go back to talking about that because I feel like I don't know but i just feel like you know um erica and charles like they have such like good healthy relationships i feel like they're very healthy like you know he has uh um erica's guy has a really good job she works a good job they live together like they're doing great then charles is in school finishing his degree he has a girlfriend who's in med school like of course they're going to do what do well when they get out and it's like you know but it's healthy financially like is that it's like it's like being a healthy relationship is that just being they're financially well off or are you genuinely happy with that person do, or do you see like do you see them being at somewhere and growing into the person you want to help be there with that person Charles Erica like how do you feel
2: I think that I, I don't think finances makes happy or healthy relationships but I think terrible financial situations absolutely hurt them I mean it's it, it is a you know unfortunate thing that you know, that I, I've seen personally can really have a negative effect on relationships whenever there's struggles financially in, you know, um, in, in any household. And so um, I think being financially secure just puts one less worry and one less thing that can come up in an argument or, or in any kind of friction in an otherwise healthy type of relationship. Um, the, the, yeah, but I wouldn't say it's definitely necessary you know, for, for a good relationship
1: agree with charles because i believe i read somewhere that the number one reason for divorce in america is like finances or something like that so with us both being able to kind of financially be okay right now that's not something we're arguing about like we're arguing about what we want to eat for dinner are you not putting your clothes in the clothes bin right here you put it on the floor so i mean (laughs) i i definitely think that it helps a relationship um but also i i have times where i sit down and i think if Joseph lost everything today, would you still be happy with him? And if my answer would have been no, then I probably should have left. (laughs) But it was, yes, I would be happy because you have to think about that. Um, You know, for us, we have a savings, but that savings is only going to take us so long because we just started it. So for a while, we'll be fine. But what if it goes past that? What if it surpasses that time that we have enough money saved it for? Or Am I going to be okay with him not having a job or is he going to be okay with me not having any money? So I think that's important too, to kind of question when you're trying to choose who you want to be in a relationship with, especially if they're financially stable, but what if that money leaves or what if they, God forbid, pass away? What do you do then? You mm-hmm. know, so um, you have to be fine with yourself and then fine with them not having money as well.
3: Well, you our, said-
1: our
2: I
4: think that, um, you know, being that I'm not in a relationship and mine worked out, um, (laughs) I mean, I guess when it comes to finances, personally, I feel like it has nothing to do with a good relationship or like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it shouldn't have anything to do with us being happy together or this relationship working out. Because just like Erica said, if you lost everything today, would you still be happy with them? You know what I'm saying? Like you said, if your answer was no, then you probably... You know, um, and I think that's true. Um, if if my partner loses it at all, I should still love them as a person. I don't think the finances should have anything to do with our relationship. That's well, you know, just think, my personal
3: opinion. I don't know. I think that finances probably wouldn't be that big of a deal until you have a kid, or until you want to pay for a wedding, or until you both just bought a house together you got a whole lot to lose
0: (laughs) and I think that's a good that's a good thing and I also feel like also in your 20s I feel like when it comes to finances I feel like a lot of women put a lot of pressure on men to be like the financial person like to pay for things to um, take care of things to always be like I guess the head of the household, but it's also like me, I feel like, you know, it should be, don't make that look. Don't make that look. Because, you know, (laughs) you know that some women put a lot of pressure on guys to be the dominant one, like to pay for everything. When they go out, go out to eat, go on dates, like to take care of everything. And I just feel like, you know, I would do that, but also let's be equally yoked. Like let's be, you know, I pay for the movie, I can pay for the dinner today or this weekend, but, you better like text me two months later and be like, "Hey, we're going on a trip. Like I already got the plane booked. Okay, cool. I get the I get the hotel. Like I'm not saying you gotta do it all the time, but it'll be nice for you to do it sometimes. It'll be nice
4: for you to do it all the time. <laughs>
0: it would be nice for you to do it all the time because just like you're trying to
4: just like you're trying to succeed I'm trying to succeed too like we in our 20s like especially to expect something like that from somebody in their 20s like we're building we're growing like I'm not you don't, you see I'm not established but you expect me to pay for everything like your savings account growing like that's that's selfish like it's really selfish like I personally I want 50-50 period I want my own. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't, that, the whole, like, one person has to be dominant, one person has to be submissive, man's got to pay all the bills, don't ever touch your wallet, that's so weird to me, like, Mm -hmm. personally.
0: It's
3: so It's strange to me, (laughs) and especially, like, I grew up with a single mom, and so that dynamic is completely foreign, because as far as I'm concerned, if you got it, spend it. Like, if you can, then do. If you want to give to your partner, then give to your partner, and it doesn't matter who's the dom and who's the sub or whatever. Like, I don't know. I I just feel like placing men in that place of you have to pay all of my bills. You have to take me on $200 dates. I think that that's really, that can be really damaging to your partner's self-esteem if they can't do that because they're, they're, they're every cent is budgeted out and they can't spend more than a certain amount each month if they want to make ends meet. You're basically like, you're basically like damaging them by saying oh you have to fulfill this role and if you don't then you're not a real man i don't know it's just, it's,
4: you know. it's weird it's unrealistic expectations and i feel like social media does it because just like you said a lot a lot of these folks grew up with single mothers and they expect them like they partner you know what i'm saying you seen your mama do it alone but You know they are looking at social media and they see Quavo buying Sweetie Birkins and they expect the same energy, baby girl. Well, you said take care. Take care. If you you (laughs) want a Quavo
0: that's
3: going to be buying you Birkin bags, then better be okay when he throws your ass in that elevator. (laughs) Oh,
4: you feel me exactly? (laughs) (laughs) Expect that same energy,
3: okay?
0: (laughs) You want that Birkin together? Exactly. (laughs) My God. Erica, I feel like you got something
1: to say. And I'm just quiet because my man pays the bills here. Uh, see, see, but, he, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't ask him to. Each month, I ask, "Do you want me to pay the rent this month? Do you want me to pay this bill?" And he says, "No." Granted, he makes more than I do, but I don't pocket watch him. Like I, I, we we didn't move in saying you have to pay all the bills in yeah. this mat. We just kind of fell into like our own little rolls yeah like natural rit- rhythm so like he pays the bills but if i see we don't have paper towels i'm i'm going out to get paper towels to last us, you know through the month and stuff so i don't feel like we have to have that traditional thing but mine kind of works off of that traditional sense of he's paying for everything but also i would never ask him for anything i can pay for myself. Like, I'm not going to say, go and buy me this Birkin, and I can't afford the Birkin myself. Like, that's unfair.
4: But I, I my wonder, situation. like, a, I wonder, like, man who does that, like, naturally, like, a man who, like, comes in and is like, hey, I want to pay all the bills. I wonder if they do it, like, because they are making more money or, like, are they, are they doing it because they had a run on ways? They, are they doing it because they feel like they have to or it makes them more of a man?
1: So, I've asked Joseph this question because... <laughs> I was like, you know, you don't have to pay it, right? I can do this. <laughs> and part of it is because he makes more money. And he's like, okay, well, you're still in school. Yeah, you have a good job, but you're still in school. You have, you know, you're paying for that. And then another part is, that's just the way he was raised. Like, as a man, you take care of your family. You're the provider. But then I was raised that way too. But then I come in and I say, well, then we need some type of trade-off. Because I don't ever want you to get to a point where you're mentally drained. Because you're like, I'm doing all of this on my own. And you don't have to do it all on your and own.
3: Did you feel, do you ever feel uncomfortable? Because you seem like a very like independent, self-sufficient woman. Did When you first got into that relationship, did it make you feel uncomfortable? Like, was it an adjustment
1: to have him paying all of the bills? It, well, I came from a family where the dad was paying all of the bills. Okay. So no, it wasn't uncomfortable for me. But, you know, we've been together for almost two years now. So like date nights, if we go to dumb waiter tonight, I may pay because he did dinner last night, you know. So we take turns on stuff like that. But as far as like making sure the lights are on or the rent is paid, it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable because I I didn't have to pay it in the past. However, I have put it out there. I will pay it. Like if you want to start a thing where we're taking turns, pay it. Or you're just like this month, I want to buy me something and I don't want to spend the money on the rent. OK, I'll pay the rent. That's Yeah. Fine.
0: And I feel like with me I feel like by having my mom and dad like my dad pays for everything and like you said because he's a little bit you know he's the more financially stable one my mom does well too but it's like my dad just takes over he's just like he just does it he pays all of it like uh he pays my car now he pays the house the mortgage like he pays Netflix plays like phone like all this stuff like that my mom literally pays just the water bill so like I guess me growing up, like I think like, and now I pay that because it's like, you know, I work a decent job. So like I, I pay that. I pay the phone bill so like my mom can keep her money. So it's kind of like, I guess I just, I've grown up with that. So like I think I've been instilled in that. But now I'm like, you know, I don't want to do that because like Didi said, like your savings is growing, but mine is plummeting. And it's like, kind of like, well, let's help each other out. We can have a joint saving and we can use it for bills and things like that.
4: Exactly. And that's, I think that's what makes me uncomfortable with it. Because even though I'm not a man, you know, I'm usually the masculine one in my relationships. And a lot of the times I have these expectations, but I'm really uncomfortable with it because I did not grow, I did not grow up around that. Like I had a single mother, she took care of everything. Um, So I expect, you know, the women that I date to have the same energy, like, so, I don't know, like, it just makes me uncomfortable because if something goes wrong or we do break up now, like like you said, my savings is not there, but you're, you, you're doing good. But yeah, I, I haven't had time to build.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, coming from a single-parent household, it it makes me really uncomfortable. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but just on a personal level, it would be something that I would have to adjust to because I'm just used to doing it myself and, like, seeing my mom do it all herself. So I feel like everybody needs to throw all hands on deck. And I think that that's the most prosperous way of doing things like, but that's just me. Like I said, like she felt, Erica fell into her natural rhythm. Charles, do you, what about you and your girlfriend? Do y'all live together or?
2: No, so she's in St. Louis, so we've been doing long distance for our schools. And oh. but I think that the fact that we've both been on that broke college student grind for seven years, you know, it really has, we've been able to get a good habit of, you know, well, you know, I'll get lunch today. You get lunch tomorrow. That kind of thing, and you know, kind of doing our um, really splitting things because we <laughs> we're uh, not a, really able to provide totally for one another. Um, but I think that yeah, it's perfectly you know, fine getting into that rhythm. You know, but I, I've seen certain situations where you know a guy will pay things, and then for some reason, have this entitlement as to where like, oh well, you should be grateful for what I'm doing. You mm-hmm. know, it's like they just do it because they like you know, feel like you owe them one now. Um, You know, that's not certainly every situation. That's not why every guy does that. I imagine there's a hundred different reasons why they feel like they need to be in that kind of role. Um, But I think that that was just for me, like a negative downside that I've I've witnessed at at one point that's just really harmful. But, um, you know, my my girlfriend will be making more money than me as a a doctor. And so, um, you know, I've you know, fully coming to the 50-50 split, it seems perfectly fine to me. And we've really been able to make it work and practice that over the past few years.
3: Just a quick note. I was always warned about that, what you just said, like them holding it over your head. That's, that was always like beaten to my brain. I don't know if my mom is like biased or whatever, but like, that's part of, that's like a major reason why it makes me so uncomfortable. Cause I'm like, no, nah, I don't want him to have any power over me, but it's probably uncomfortable.
4: So you want the Birkins, then you got to be in the
3: elevator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think that was a really, really good topic. I honestly thank you guys so much for uh, taking the time out to come and onto reality. So um, if you have any last minute things to say, uh, you can. But, you know, if not, we can definitely wrap up and I really enjoyed you guys. I think it was a great, great episode. I really honestly, we talked about a lot of good things, a lot of good topics. Thank you, Charles and Erica, for coming on and spending an hour and a half of, with me and Carmela and Didi. Sorry that we took your Saturday away. I hope that you have a great lunch day if you do go. But if there's anything you want to say, you can say it now.
1: I said thank you guys for having me.
0: <laughs> Bye, yes. y'all. Bye. Bye. Y'all. Thank, thank you, Beatrice. You. Bye. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, what's up? It's your boy Demetrius, and I want to say thank you guys for always tuning in to Reality. I just want to let you guys know that Reality always going to come out at the end of the month on the last Friday, and each season is nine episodes. Therefore, each episode will come out in threes, and there'll be the first three, the second three, and the last three, and it will always come out at the end of each month. So definitely continue to tune in to your co-hosts Carmela and Didi and I you can follow us on the podcast on Instagram at the official reality podcast and that is the official R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A podcast. Thank you guys so much and always continue to show peace and love.